Ah, uh, yes, we can. <laughs> we can do that. We can offer explanations galore. Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host. How does this go again? I'm, I've been off. Uh, so you welcome everyone and tell them who we are and what we're listening to. That's that's the voice of God guiding <laughs> me. It's just, did that was that actually out loud or was that just all in my head? It's in your imagination. It's in my imagination. Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, the voice that guides me, Alyssa Young, your co-host. Last, uh, gosh, in the last few weeks, you've been uh, forget co-host. You've been You've been running the shop. It's going to happen again at the end of the month. That is correct. That is correct. We've got some uh, travel plans coming up. We're doing a, uh, a quick hop down to Atlanta as our SFA team goes down for some uh, sharing some ideas with some great financial advisors from across the country. And then, um, gosh, I think we land at five mm-hmm. and you go to Nazareth. Um, I think it's actually an away game. I go to a Nazareth game, but I think it's, um, where is it? Oh, it is a home game. It's against Whitehall at home. Yep. So you'll go to Nazareth and we turn our direction to State College. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be busy. It's going to be a busy week. But I'll be here Saturday and you'll still be in State College on Saturday, the 23rd. So they know where to find me just in case. (laughs) Just Just in case. So, if you are a loyal viewer of more viewer, okay, uh, that's what happens. Yes, he he's rusty. <laughs> when, no, when you've done six TV shows in one week, everything is a viewer. Oh, what a week! Goodness gracious, um, we had the opportunity. We, as a team, had the opportunity to travel north to the BRC studios, and. Um, We'll probably start with that one. Okay. Uh, north to the BRC Studios. That one's okay, too. Um, where uh, Megan and I uh, finished up four TV shows. And then uh, Thursday, Alyssa, Megan, and I completed two for our PBS 39. Um, that's a good one. Gene's <laughs> uh, looking through emails indeed i we're am going to talk about very today. very interesting you people are fascinating <laughs> you really are um there, you are far more interesting than uh, gene well, well <laughs> without a doubt well that part's easy far more interesting than i am that uh, nice nice uh, by the way your review's coming up shortly isn't it <laughs> kind of just Thought I'd mention yeah, that. I need to watch what I say this week. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. If anyone has any feedback for my quarterly <laughs> review, send an email to. <laughs> um, Alyssa's saying, particularly the positive feedback. If you would please send me whatever endorsement you can possibly send me, that would be really, really yes, good. Yes, please. Uh, loyal listeners know that there are three ways for you to join me uh, this morning. Well, actually, you have your phone, right? I do. There are still three ways, just not one of them is not my phone, <laughs> which when I pulled in this morning and saw the black rose, I was so thrown off. You left it in your car. I left it in my car. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I will bring that up in your review. It's <laughs> <laughs> unprepared. Oh. <laughs> I have my phone, so you can email me ah, at Alyssa at askmtm.com. That's one way, Alyssa <laughs> at askmtm.com, and apparently a much more reliable way. 
than sending it to me. So Alyssa at askmtm.com is one way it works. 610-720-7900. You get to talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. John Elliott. Always chipper. Always. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, it, and it's a great day. It's always great to have John being, you know, bubbly and over-the-top excited on gray day. It kind of picks up your spirit. Kind of. All right. This is radio. <laughs> you guys you have to have theater of the mind kind of a thing where you're imagining that that's actually true. Uh, 610-720-7900. You talk to John Elliott. You talk to Gene and Alyssa. And we give you the very best of our, uh, in my case, 780 years of experience. Alyssa's just getting started. She only has 30 or 40. <laughs> just like barely. 40 years of experience. 30 or 40. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's experientially equivalent. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> please uh again 610-720-7900 alyssa at askmtm.com and if you are further afield or if you would like a super clear signal or if you're at work and you want to kind of fly under the radar or if you want to share this show with anyone that is coast to coast uh, north or south borders uh, as long as they have internet access, all they need to do is go to morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And uh, we are happy uh, to uh, uh, have you hit that listen live button that appears every Saturday morning around 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 8 a.m. disappears at 10. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, well, hey, hey, I'm in significant. No, I'm not. I'm actually doing really well. Uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. We need to send out a very, very special thank you. Or thank you. Birthday wishes to a wonderful young lady. Um, I, I realize that, I mean, general, in general, I take full credit for her wonderfulness. Because... <laughs> I have such a positive influence on her. Um, there's a young lady turning 12 this week. It was, what, Thursday? Yes. And that would be? My daughter, Juliana. Yes, she celebrated her 12th birthday on Thursday. Very nice. So she's having some friends over to celebrate today. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of work for mom. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? Come on. 610 720 we go to the phones. We talk to Charles. Charles, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Um, Gene, I don't know if you're uh, aware of it or have you heard of uh, where this administration wants to get together with the Federal Reserve Bank, where they have more control of the private banks, where people have more than $600. They want to see where the money transactions are going, and they want to tax people accordingly. I have heard all of that, yes. Do you have any more information on that? Uh, can you elaborate, or if you, if you if you have any more information? Yeah, I'm I'm quite clear that very few people have any more information. There isn't even a consensus on the part of the folks who follow these things for the financial advisory industry. Um, the folks who do the analysis of the tax bills, that do the analysis of the tax proposals, the infrastructure bill, and those proposals. And the debt ceiling bills, these are three different pieces of legislation 
that wow. all have impacts on exactly what you're referencing, whether the Federal Reserve has increased power, increased uh, influence over private banking or not, whether what up until uh, this moment um, everyone was reasonably well aware that if you made a $10,000 cash transaction, you would be uh, flagged by a central computer that would then be processed through the federal government ostensibly, or at least originally it was intended to track uh, drug traffickers who were dealing with tremendous amounts of cash um, because that was their business, a cash business. Then it got expanded to try to track people who were hiding cash for their small businesses, legitimate businesses, but they were uh, sadly under the tax evasion part of the world. And now the suggestion is that the federal government should have the right, should have uh, the ability to pierce the privacy of every American right down to transactions that are $600 or more. And not only cash transactions, but any banking transaction of $600 or more. With the power of the computing systems that are currently available and with the distrust, uh, understandable distrust on the part of the American public, I think this is an insane proposal. I, I think what they will do, as they often do, because they have such uh, hidden power grab agendas, uh, they will come out and say, I know you thought it was going to be 600. That's ridiculous. It's only going to be 5,000 or 2,500 or some other number that is still equally ridiculous and offensive, um, but but higher than 600. So you can feel like they've actually heard you as a American taxpayer when in reality they simply haven't. Uh, everything that's going on in D.C. today, no matter what political party it's attached to, is tainted, my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not, but I could be. Uh, but I think it's tainted, and I, I think it's tilted dramatically against the American public and in favor of just, again, a power grab for, for the federal government. What can individuals do, uh, Gene, in the sense of writing to the senators or congressmen or person? Uh, uh, what should uh, citizens themselves should be worried about or be concerned about? Yeah, we have to be worried about all of this. And, and the idea that uh, we can uh, uh, hopefully align ourselves with congresspeople, uh, congressmen and women, senators that will uh, assist us is it's very it's a hopeful idea. I don't know that it's a very effective idea. Uh, the previous administration became he became president because he was an outsider. He was a non-politician. He had nothing to gain and made tremendous inroads. And for four years, we had a tremendous economy. Uh, just uh, before we came on air, the uh, top of the hour news reported that there were 185,000 jobs created uh, in September, uh, whereas back in um, March, April, May, with the momentum coming off of the Trump administration, we were creating a half a million, 800,000, a million jobs in a month. Now the weight of what's going on in Washington is starting to show itself and the economy is slowing down, even though there are 11 million unfilled jobs. So yes, uh, contact everybody you can think of, uh, contact them consistently and persistently, uh, but also band together with your uh, friends and family, 
share your ideas because I think it's going to come down to uh, if things are going to change, it's going to take the American public to make it make it change. Well, Charles, thank well, you so very much. I appreciate the call. We've got to um, move right on. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, Gene. How's it going today? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, no use complaining. Hey, I was thinking about I was, I, I, my, my concern is hyperinflation. I think I, I think by by six months from now, I think gas is going to go up to like five dollars a gallon of gas. And I want to say another thing. I think uh, right now there's a lot of jobs and stuff. That's because of Trump's economic policies. I think with, with Biden's economic policies, when they come to fruition, there won't be any jobs. What say you? Yeah, it's it's a real concern. I don't think anyone that's looking at the current economic scenario would deny that there will be inflation. It will be increased inflation. We've come off of a period of incredibly low inflation, uh, four years of great growth in the economy, but inflation right around 1%. We've already seen gas prices go up by more than a dollar in nine months or so of this administration. And it doesn't seem like it's gonna, have, that there's any real end in sight for that piece of inflation energy prices going higher. And of course, with heating season coming up, there's a lot of folks that are going to really suffer as they uh, uh, contract for their heating oil or as they pay for it delivery by delivery. That's going to be a real struggle. Uh, Once you start adding in the tax increases that are already being discussed, let alone the ones that will come out of the woodwork because they've been buried in these 2,200 pages of tax documents, and then we discover them later and go, oh, yeah, you should have known that. Um, With tax increases dramatically uh, uh, pumping up the cost of living, including the uh, significant increase on corporate taxes, which means that every corporation, no matter what they produce, will be on the hook for more dollars, and corporations, when they sell to the public, pass that on to the public. So uh, while, quote-unquote, the taxes that we pay, that we pay directly on our 1040, may not go up substantially, the taxes that we pay indirectly, because the corporations that we patronize have to pay higher taxes, are going to go up dramatically. It's a shell game uh, being played by politicians so that they can um, have some plausible deniability we didn't raise taxes on you folks. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, for the average person today, filling a tank of gas cost them not 20 bucks, but $20 more than it cost them not even a year ago. And that hurts everybody. Most, most sadly, it hurts the folks who can afford it the least. Senior citizens on fixed income, uh, low-wage earners, uh, folks who are perhaps on unemployment at this moment, uh, and they have no choice. They have to uh, be able to, to to get to and from, but they are paying more and more and more. Hyperinflation is an interesting term. It really doesn't um, or hasn't ever applied in the United States, even during the years of Jimmy Carter, when uh, inflation was in the 12 to 14 percent range. That was uh, does not approach the, the concept of hyperinflation. And there's a lot of, of, of fear-mongering going on out there that says, yes, uh, in two years, a loaf of bread is going to be $10, and in two years, a gallon of gas is going to be $20. I don't believe that. I don't think that there, the uh, actions, even as, as, as ridiculous and ill-conceived as they are, I don't think it's going to drive hyperinflation. 
but could it return us to a, an inflation high single digits, eight or nine, low double digits? Sadly, Barry, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, I just always like the not like the Weimar, the Weimar, or whatever you want to call it, the Weimar Republic, and the, where, they, where they burn money for 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 firewood. Yeah, that that's the example that that lots of folks give, and 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 you're absolutely right. There's lots of countries around the world that have gone through that. We have not. We have uh, tighter fiscal controls here, and the likelihood of that happening is very very small. But in my opinion. The likelihood that we go from a 1% average cost of living increase to, uh, to a 4, 5, 6%, I think that's almost a surefire uh, result of what's going on in Washington today. Does it crop up first part of next year? Does it wait till the end of uh, 2022 or, or thereafter? I have no idea. My psychic abilities are highly questionable. But uh, it's going to happen, in my opinion. It, the the uh, the the uh, die has been cast, uh, and and we're going to feel that pain, and and particularly the least uh, uh, or the most vulnerable of our population is going to feel that pain the worst, uh, and and we have the folks in Washington right now to thank for that. So God help us. All right. God you. help us. Exactly. Thank you, Barry. God bless you, sir. Uh, God help us indeed. <laughs> I hear so many of our clients these days talking about prayer. And in some cases, it's, oh, we just have to pray. Very almost resigned. And mm-hmm. in some cases, it's, hey, make sure you're praying. Make sure you're in there because you know God can fix this. You know he's still sitting on the throne. You know he's got the ideas. You know these boneheads in D.C. are not the people that are in charge. That's right. And now all that's true. So whether a little piece of reassurance, it is absolutely people go, we've never been through anything this bad. Seriously. I can give you 10 examples in two and a half minutes. Mm. I don't need to, for people who are listening out there, they already know. They already know. Hmm. 610-720-7900. You got anything on your phone there? Um, no, I'm checking, but no emails yet. So we can read one of these. Go right ahead. Is there one you wanted to read? No, pick one that you like. We'll start with this. I am 10 years from when I would like to retire and have approximately $500,000 in liquid assets. By that, I mean a mix of cash, stocks, IRAs, and one equity index annuity worth about $125,000. Okay. That has always been a concern of mine. I bought it when I was much younger. It was a 17-year annuity and offered a 10% sign-on bonus, and the agent said this. What's the big deal about tying up this money for 17 years? You're young. It's not like it's the only money you're ever going to have to invest. Like you said, I was young, and that money has been tied up for a very long time and hasn't performed very well. Anyway, I would like to begin the process of planning for my retirement. I've been saving money for my entire life, but didn't really have a roadmap as to what I was actually doing. A lot of my investing was random. I would love to chat with someone who can analyze what I have and together develop a plan to maximize these next 10 years. Wow, there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, the good news, 10 years, lots of time. Um, The very good news, this person has been um, very diligent about saving. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, if this person, is it a male or female? Did I 
figure that out yet? It doesn't say. Okay, so this person, we'll refer to as this person. That's a very highly technical term. Um, this person, gosh, um, if they don't save another penny and if they are able to see a 7% or so average rate of return per year, they're going to have a million bucks. If they save, continue to save, they're going to have more than a million dollars. How much more? Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. But but that's a <clears throat> very real possibility. Millionaire in the future. That's a cool thing. Sure is, yeah. Um, that equity indexed annuity really does annoy her. Him, her, Him or her. them. <laughs> um, and, and I would understand why. Um Many, many years ago, when this person acquired this equity indexed annuity, um, it was the beginning of those types of contracts. And sadly, there were some players in the annuity game that saw it as a opportunity to make huge commissions, mm. unknowing to the consumer. So once... I heard 17 years of surrender charges and a 10% bonus. Both of those things, particularly in the early days of equity indexed annuities, were signals that the commissions were through the roof. Mm. So if using a round number, it says she says it's worth 125000 now. Mm -hmm. I keep saying she, huh? She says, okay, I'm just, I'm just we'll going just with go it. With just just go going with it. it. Yeah. Uh, it's 125 now. Let's say it was 100 when she gave it to this, this salesman. Yep. And that's what it was. It was a salesman. The commission that he probably earned was about $15,000. Wow. Exactly. Steep. $15,000. On a product that I'm, I assure you, the salesman turned to her and said, there's no fees. There's no fees. Um, what, what, what is a $15,000 commission if it's not a fee? Well, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's a fib. <laughs> At best, it's a fib. It's not a fee. Otherwise, it's an outright lie. Um, no honesty there whatsoever. The only potentially kernel of truth that was in that whole process was um 10 years from retirement that means 17 years ago she was 27 years from retirement and yeah having an investment for 17 years that's not the problem the problem was it number one it didn't do very well number two you're lying to me number three you made a huge commission for about an hour's worth of work about an hour's 15 grand for about an hour's worth of work uh, yeah. Yeah. If you like throw up just a little bit in the back of yeah. your throat, yeah, like uh, that's just disgusting. So the real key though, is this last part. Uh, up till now, she's been kind of flying by the seat of her pants. What should she do now? Young lady. <laughs> well, if that annuity can be surrendered now, hmm. um, I think taking that money and investing it in a different way would give her the potential to, like you said, double it in the next 10 years. Uh, get a reasonable rate of return versus a disappointing rate of return. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um, now, I, I picked doubling just 
because it's easy math. Yes. That's all. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's Saturday morning. I didn't want to get a headache. <laughs> Goodness. But what if she doesn't need it to double? Then keeping it where it is keeps it safe. Indeed. And how do we know if she needs it to double? We need to talk about what her needs are in her overall picture. So there's a lot of details we would need to fill in to decide what is the most appropriate you know, move with the money. Um, two radically different examples. In one case, it's a person who says, I need to have $7,000 a month of income when I retire. Mm-hmm. My Social Security is going to be half of that. I need about 40000 a year from my investments. Do I need a million dollars? And the answer is, yeah, you really do. So investing it at a level that would give her the opportunity to make 7% a year is required. And having a block of her money that we know isn't going to even come close is going to really hold her back. Mm -hmm. Versus someone who says, I need about 3,500 bucks a month. And, oh, I just looked at my Social Security and it's going to be about 3,500 bucks a month. Right. So the only real uh, anxiety for her between now and then would be losing money. Right. So an equity indexed annuity, not this one, because it's a scumbag company sold to her by a scumbag salesman, but a quality company offering quality guarantees, even if the returns are relatively modest, might very well suit her beautifully. Yeah. It requires a plan. Which, by the way, is exactly what she's looking for. Ain't that convenient. Sure is. A minute or so left before we go to our break, uh, which means you've got uh, the opportunity to connect with us, get on board for our next segment, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You can send your emails to Alyssa at askmtm.com, Alyssa at askmtm.com. And of course you can uh, jump on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, listen live from wherever you have internet. Happy birthday, Juliana, 12 years old this week, fantastic. Lots going on that we'll report to you, but first this break, and then we're back on More Than Money. I'm giving Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young, both at your service this Saturday morning for another 87 minutes and 20 seconds. And happy to serve you in any way that we can. We would be really happy to be able to serve you by finding the idiot that phoned in the bomb threat to Nazareth Football Stadium last night. I would love to find that idiot. Yeah, we wouldn't necessarily turn them in. No, I think I'd have to deal with him or her myself. Dealing, yes. Uh, Happy birthday to Juliana Young, who is 12 this week. 
Happy baseball playoff season. <laughs> baseball is uh, it's fantastic. The American sport for sure. And lots going on there. Uh, jobs report 185,000 last month. Fallen off dramatically from midsummer when we created nearly a million jobs, I believe, in June. But not unexpected. Um, people who follow the trends were not surprised to find this. The funny thing, the amusing thing, but I say that almost sarcastically because it's not funny or amusing, is that the real problem, as far as the news reporters are concerned, is that 185 is way off the estimates. So? Yeah, your estimate was wrong. It just <laughs> means you, you, you kind of suck at this. Just, we thought it was going to be 500,000 and you've disappointed us because it's only 185. Well, let me say this about that. You've disappointed us because at estimating, you suck. <laughs> you, that's, but it's... Um, the weatherman, it's bright sunshine out there. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're not that good at this. Where? Exactly. Somewhere. Oh, I'm sure somewhere there is, but goodness. Uh, supply chain disruption. Uh, as of this morning, 73 ships are anchored in the ports of Los Angeles and San Diego, unable to be offloaded, with 37 more just outside the ports because they can't get in to actually drop anchor. There's a term for that. You know what it is? Hot mess. <laughs> wow. I was so terrified there for a second. I had no idea where that was going. That sounds like a hot mess. Oh, it, it has to be. Are you kidding? That's insane. It is. That's insane. It's frustrating. Um, the supply chain is broken which is a fascinating um, kind of result of this current economic administration. As, as we look back over the last four years of amazing growth, uh, uh, absolutely shockingly amazing growth uh, in both the economy and the investment markets with incredibly low inflation. And now we have the exact opposite. It's um, staggering, staggering mm-hmm. how something can be, flipped on its head and of course the only thing anybody wants to well it's got to be the covid okay yeah let's uh it's a scapegoat yeah it's a scapegoat without a doubt uh 610-720-7900 610-720-7900 alyssa at askmtm.com works very well for a person who wishes us to discuss what their young lady 529 withdrawals yep mm. i have an email that says Alyssa and Jean, great show. Thank you. Both of you have talked recently about using 529 funds to pay down student loans. I removed $10,000 from a 529 fund and used it toward my son's student loan debt. The 529 plan in Nebraska said they could not send the money directly to the loan company, but sent it to me. Right. I sent it to my son, who sent it to the loan company. Got it. Will this $10,000 be considered income for me? I'm concerned that it could put me over the limit for Medicare, and I could end up paying a lot more for Medicare. Help, I need mm-hmm. guidance. And P.S., what is the income limit over which my Medicare payment increases? Um, I do want to say, if my memory is correct, 
Nebraska was the other state besides California that didn't allow the use of the $10,000 from the 529 plan to pay off a student loan without the um, the tax and the charge. I found a chart online that had two states, and in in my memory, it is Nebraska was the other was the second one. But I'll, I can check that. Double check. Yeah. Double check. Um, all right. Let's let's assume for a second that we're not making it worse than yeah. it already is. I hope not. Um, the vast majority of five twenty nine plan withdrawals that we have seen do not go directly to the colleges. Do not go directly to the loan um, holders. They they go to the taxpayer and it is shown on the tax return as a 529 plan withdrawal and also shown as not taxable. So uh, in 97, 98% of the cases, you're done. Yeah. In one or 2% of the cases, the IRS will send you a letter. They're not going to bang on your door in the middle of the night. It's not like somebody's doing a radio show and some idiot's banging on the wall outside. That's not like that ridiculous it is <clears throat> it's a simple letter and it says hey we saw that you took ten thousand out of a 529 did you use it and can you send us did you use it appropriately and can you send us documentation and the answer is of course you can mm -hmm. so should be no trouble whatsoever uh and now let's talk about medicare okay uh medicare premiums are scaled so the base premium uh, if you're in a very um, reasonable tax bracket, um, uh, income bracket, 88000 for a single person, 176 for married couples, a buck $148 a month. The next level is 207 and that starts at uh, 88000 and 176 and it, and it goes up to 111 and 222 So it goes up very, very high. If you're above 222 as a married couple, it goes to 297. And if you're above 750,000 as a married couple, it, you hit the maximum of 505 per month. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, there is um, also a form that you can complete to submit for a, like a waiver of the premium increase. And you could check if this would be a reason um, that you would be that if you were to, if if this were to push you over one of those limits that Gene just named that would increase your premium, you could check if that waiver form gives this as a reason. You could check off and say that the, that you shouldn't have to pay the increased premium. Uh, yeah, there are um, mechanisms. Sadly, they don't work wonderfully well. It is the federal government, <laughs> yes. and often the 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 determination takes months or years. Generally, they end up eventually getting it right. Yeah, you can get eventually. a refund if that's... Ev yeah. Eventually. <laughs> uh, sad for us. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. This is an interesting follow-up to the email that you just got. Okay. This says, I'm now 39 and in a better place in my life than I was roughly 10 years ago. Hmm? When I decided to take out over $100,000 in student loans to attend a food policy and nutrition master's program. The program was the only master's program I got into, and I didn't care what the cost was. I didn't even look at what I was signing. Now, in total, between my undergrad and graduate loans, I owe $131,000. 
Some of the loans are federal and some of them private. One of those companies charges an interest rate of 6%. Though most of my loans are on pause now, thanks to the federal government, I'm worried about what will happen when that stops. The loan payments are too expensive, even though I'm now a nutrition and public health consultant who works on a contractual basis and I make a good salary, $110,000 a year. But our mortgage costs $1,100 a month, daycare is about the same, and car payments are $400. Otherwise, I feel we live very frugally. We even bathe our son in a Tupperware tub because our bathroom needs to be renovated and we don't have the money for it. We can't even afford, as it is, to contribute to retirement or pay for some much-needed dental work. I honestly don't know what we're going to do when my loans become unfrozen. How can I get out of debt faster? And this is from a woman. I had a real challenge hearing the email. Um, I think your microphone, no, it had nothing to do with your microphone. (laughs) You got to the part where it said, um, I took out a hundred thousand in loans. It was the only program I got into and I didn't care what the cost was. I didn't even look at what I was Mm -hmm. signing. And I heard that and my ears shut almost instantly. And the rest of it, boo-hoo. Um, ten, she's 39, so 10 years ago, 29 years old. Not 17, where a lot of kids are making their college decisions based on really insanely stupid criterion. My best friend's going there. That's how I, that's where I have to go. Jimmy's going there. Susie's going there. I have to go there. Please, mom. It's, you're going to have a hundred grand in debt, but, but Jimmy's going there. You're 17. You're dumb as a box of bricks and, and, and expect to be so not 29, not 29. So you made an insanely bad choice. I didn't care. I didn't even look at what I signed. Uh, and, and so now you're, you're coming to us saying, how great is it that the federal government, and, and again, that everybody has opinions. Um, Joe Biden says we should pay off all student debt. Seriously. How about the kids that worked their asses off and didn't graduate in four years because they couldn't afford to? They worked took a semester, worked, took a semester. And in six, seven years, they got their degree and they don't owe any debt because they worked like fiends to pay off their debt, to have no debt, to pay in advance, to pay as they went. This woman could have done that. She could have done it online. She could have done over years, but that wasn't what she wanted to do. And now she doesn't want to pay for that. Or she wants somebody to figure out a magic formula where if you add up all the things that they want to spend money on, and it's not enough that somebody's going to come up with says abracadabra. If you do this, then your payments are going to drop to nothing. Oh my gosh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, grow up. You should like have grown up ten years ago. A magic wand is what you're looking for. Cha. Yeah. And it's not even as if the interest rates that 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 are being attached to these loans are extremely high. Six percent is high 
relative to the current market. Yeah, for a student loan. Yeah, I think for a student loan. Yeah, she doesn't mention the the others. I'm guessing twos, threes, and fours, mm-hmm. because that wouldn't buttress her argument of oh poor me. Mm-hmm. And the program was oh a food policy and nutrition. And yeah, I got down to the bottom and I clocked out again where she said something about she's a healthcare consultant in the a public healthcare consultant. Uh, it, yeah, only the government would pay 110,000 bucks a year for somebody who makes really poor choices. Oh my goodness. Ouch. Would you let your daughter do that? No. No, I don't think so. Either. Uh, you know what? I I apologize if 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 there is, and there may very well be, um, someone out there that has a uh, a magic wand that can transform. What does she say she owes now? One hundred and thirty-one thousand yes. dollars into something very manageable. Uh, please let us know, Alyssa at askmtm.com, six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Let us know that there's a magic. Um, um, <laughs> strategy for reducing um, uh, inappropriate uh, student loan a hundred grand for a master's are they going to reimburse those who paid off how about it absolutely john's absolutely 100 percent right so how about the people who took out the loans and then actually paid them off yeah can i get my money back can you get your money back Mm -hmm. um and there are a number of universities um I'm not going to mention names, Syracuse. I'm not going to mention, you know, names, Lehigh. I'm not going to mention names, Lafayette. I'm not going to mention names um, that have endowments that are so large that they could allow students to attend for free just based on the interest alone that they earn on their endowments. But, of course, they don't. So why should... The taxpayers in Nazareth pay for the student loans for people who made decisions like that. They shouldn't. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Sam. Sam, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. How may we serve you? Great to hear you. Uh, you know, Gene, it was an honor, first of all, to to have been your first caller in twenty twenty. Uh, so it's been a little while since we spoke, but um, I'm now in a situation where uh, in a few days on the 17th of this month, I'll be 65. And um, I'm thinking I owe approximately $43,000 on a second mortgage. I'm thinking about doing a reverse mortgage. And I think if I remember correctly, at one point in the past, you had mentioned you had somebody in your office that might be beneficial to work with in something like that yeah, to see if it would be applicable for me. Uh, and, and Sam, I really like what you added there at the end of your sentence to see if it's applicable for you. The young lady that is our partner on the reverse mortgage side, Tiffany Shuda, is very skilled at guiding the discussion around what's best for you. It may be best for you to do a reverse mortgage. It may not be best for you. And she's very independent thinking. Uh, she, she approaches each situation with let's figure out what's best for the client 
whether it's a reverse mortgage or not. So yes, we absolutely do. All you need to do is reach out to the office. They can set that up for you. Uh, you, she comes right to our more than money world headquarters in the Holy lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth and, uh, meets with you right there. And then of course, with any luck at all, we get a chance to say hello while you're there. Well, that would be an honor for me because that was one of my bucket list things is to get to meet you in person. Someday. <laughs> uh, you're very kind. You're very kind. And, um, uh, and I wanted to also find out real quickly about Mark. Uh, is is Mark Bezos there all the time or just on call? Because uh, I would like to ask him some questions about Social Security. Uh, Mark is uh, uh, by appointment. So when okay. you call in to make an appointment to uh, to talk to uh, Tiffany, you can make that appointment with Mark as well. Okay. Thank you guys so uh, much. You're doing a wonderful job. Uh, you're very kind. At the top Thank of the hour, your yeah, uh, you're very kind. We're, we'll give you the contact information in about six minutes. Very good. Um, reverse mortgages are fascinating. And if you listen to Tom Selleck, and who doesn't? I mean, he's doing tons of, you don't, <gasps> Magnum PI, you don't know who Tom Selleck is? I've heard of him. <gasps> okay. For any of you out there that were doubting that we are two different generations, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, goodness. Uh, actually, I, I think he's also, is it Bloodlines? He's on a cop show? I've never, I've never seen that. So, well, you're a busy girl. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going. I do. Um, but he also promotes um, reverse mortgages um, on commercials, and when I've mentioned it to uh, particularly uh, clients of about my age, the ladies all go, "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, Tom Selleck, ooh," uh, and then uh, Tiffany comes in, and all the guys go, "Ooh, Tiffany." All right, so, okay, <laughs> please. Uh, reverse mortgages are. Very, very, very interesting financial tool. That is exactly what they are. Uh, and and whether it's a uh, appropriate for you, it is 100% dependent on what do you need it to do for you. And either it does it very well or not. Yep. Pretty simple stuff. Um, sadly, there are a lot of reverse mortgage folks out there that are salespeople and all they're interested in is making sure you take a reverse mortgage, whether it's in your best interest or not. Um, Tiffany has uh, been in the industry for many, many years and she was trained, um, by a gentleman, John Chrysler, one of, um, one of the really fine gentlemen that ever, uh, graced, uh, the business community in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, sadly, we lost John very, very young. Um, but he trained Tiffany and trained her wonderfully well in the spirit of true service. So we're very blessed. And Mark Basak, goodness, don't get me started. What a good guy. <laughs> what a good guy and incredibly knowledgeable about Social Security and Medicare planning and strategies. Um, absolutely worth the time. Oh, for sure. No one regrets spending an hour with Mark. <laughs> no, even if the answer is what you were planning on doing when you came in, is the good idea. Even then they go, wow, yeah. I feel so much better because now I'm confident. And I spent an hour with a guy that's really cool. Yeah. He's a good guy. It's definitely worth doing. And, and of course, these uh, consultations are absolutely free. Absolutely free. So if you're hearing that, as as Sam has, and I mentioned uh, we'd give contact information in, in, a, in a few minutes, 
Might as well do it now. If you wish to make those uh, connections, uh, an easy way to do it is to send your contact information to Alyssa at askmtm.com. So if you're thinking about it right now, of hey, yeah, I'd really like to do that. Geez, I hope I don't forget. Alyssa at askmtm.com goes directly to her smartphone, and she can follow up on Monday with our team to make sure you get scheduled to meet with um, Mark Basak about Social Security or Medicare planning, Tiffany Shuda about reverse mortgages, both, Keith Stroll about estate planning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely uh, no charge for an initial consultation, and you'll learn a boatload. Um, Gosh, Mike Pompey for life insurance analysis and reviews, annuity analysis and reviews, long-term care, holy cow, a topic that, geez, we don't talk about nearly enough on the air uh, of how incredibly important it can be and how terribly complicated Mm -hmm. it can be. Uh, We have opportunities for you to meet with all those and, of course, our financial advisors who uh, can give you the big picture and for that young lady earlier that wanted a plan for her retirement in 10 years um, if she was sitting across the table from Alyssa, Alyssa would be going I I need to talk to you about this thing called Journey Guide. That's right. What does Journey Guide do? Journey Guide is software that helps us paint a picture of the likelihood of success in retirement to achieve your spending goal with the assets and income that you have. And what's really nice about it is, you know, you plug in all your information. We gather that information, plug it into the software. It uses some sophisticated algorithms or formulas in the background. And it tells you whether or not your goals are, you know, accomplishable. But if we need to make some tweaks, it also allows us to test out different scenarios and say, well, what would our picture look like if we waited to take Social Security until you're 70? Or what would the picture look like if we used this chunk of your retirement assets and turned that into an annuity? So different things we can test and compare. Reverse mortgage. Yes. Um, Change your income stream, change your expenses. You know, you can kind of compare and contrast different scenarios and see which one gives you the best security, best peace of mind, best likelihood for success. And, And because none of us are psychic. Right. Psychotic. A little psychotic. A little psychotic. Um, 856. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, the real key there is, is the word uh, probability of success, likelihood of success. Um, n- no one, and by the way, if anybody's promising you that they can, they're lying to you. No one can predict the future for a day, a week, a month. Forget about 35 or 40 years. <laughs> You make the best assumptions you can. You make the best baseline uh, foundation of, of, of data and information that you possibly can. And, and you make a projection based on all of that. It is, it is the most reasonable um, projection you can make at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And if you need to redo it 30 or 40 times, well, no problem. so be it. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. We're close to the top of the hour break. Bobby Gunther Walsh up at Hager Furniture. Gunther runs the store. It's incredible. If, if you want to have a real uh, down-home experience with wonderful people, um, 
even if you're just thinking about, man, maybe we'll just go window shop a little bit. Maybe just go see what they have. Head on up to Palmerton. Make sure that you say hi to Gunther for us. Uh, enjoy some of that uh, great food that they have. And uh, if you do find something you like, I think you're going to be really happy with the discounts that, you, uh, that you're going to get from Gunther. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com will take your call, your calls. He tried to say your emails after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor this Saturday morning. Joining me is... Alyssa Young, also also your personal financial advisor. Perfect, perfect, (laughs) perfect indeed. And not just co-host, but frequent host in her own right. And uh, I'm a little annoyed at you. Why? I'll be honest with you. You hosted last week and I'm a little annoyed at you. Because I keep getting compliments. <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's so smart. Aww. Might want to dial it back just a little bit there, <laughs> Missy. Just kick me to the curb. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of kicking to the curb, <laughs> no segue whatsoever. <laughs> Happy birthday to Juliana. That's Alyssa's daughter. Yeah, thank you. Twelve years old. Twelve years old. Going yeah, on 35. Not, yeah, not so little anymore, but she's still a sweetheart. Oh, she is. And she's super A little, little bit of that, you know, preteen attitude coming in sometimes. But for the most part, she's just a sweetheart, and um, I'm blessed to have her. She's a good girl. You mean the two, like, where her best friend Jean shows up at a football game and she abandons him for her friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Case okay. in point. Yeah, okay. All right, good. Okay. But she did something pretty uh, cool on her birthday. And she, Juliana has been a chicken Caesar salad critic for the last couple of years. Every time we go out to eat, if there's a chicken Caesar salad on the menu, that's what she eats. And she rates it and puts it in a list. And she has rated 16 chicken Caesar salads in three states over the last couple of years. And on her birthday, she wanted her favorite chicken Caesar salad as her birthday meal. So we went to... Allentown Brew Works, where um, she's eaten the salad three or four times. This is an unpaid commercial non-endorsement. <laughs> that's just, right. It's just part of the story. It's just news. It's just, just news. Just news. So um, that's what she wanted for her birthday meal. And while we were there, she presented Brew Works with a certificate deeming their chicken Caesar salad the world's best based on her her rating system. <laughs> 16, right? Or 18. 16, 16, 16 in three states. In three states. That's, that's not a small sample. And over a, quite a period of time. And, and you know, like I said, she's had that salad at, at Allentown Brew Works a few times, and, and it stayed her favorite. That's fantastic. So very consistent, yeah. 
it was fun. So if anybody from Allentown Brew Works is listening, you can uh, reach us at 610-746-7007 for a commercial endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> we'll gladly take your money for endorsing your... I'm just saying, if you want a good chicken Caesar salad, ah. that's where you go. And if you want some runners-up, uh, I can tell you those two. I think number two on the list, though, is Texas Tony's in Naples, Florida. <laughs> Well, I don't understand your point. Of, well, course, of course, for a good chicken Caesar, you would get on a plane, <laughs> fly. Yeah, I'm not thinking. 610-720-7900. This morning, Alyssa's email address is the one you should use, Alyssa at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. And, of course, you can listen live and ask all your questions right through our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Powered by iHeartMedia and modern technology, it brings you the opportunity to get crystal clear signal wherever you are, as long as you've got internet. Works out really, really well. We have uh, audience members in, uh, I've lost track, it's 20 plus states, up and down the eastern seaboard, of course. Uh, lots of places where our clients who originally were from the Lehigh Valley, perhaps, and have moved further afield, maybe to go south, maybe to get warmer, maybe to be closer to friends or family, all that works. And yet they still tune in on a Saturday morning. And that's fantastic. We have lots of friends on the West coast, even though to be fair, to be fair. Thank you. Um, the, uh, number one, um, what more than money promoter on the West coast now lives on the East coast. Yes. Cause my daughter and her husband returned to Pennsylvania. Uh, back in June, so no longer L.A. residents. And um, for those of you out there who are saying, I wonder if I wonder if God really does answer prayers. Yes, he does. Hmm. In thousands and thousands or millions and millions of ways, but in this case, um, my prayer of bringing my daughter and her husband home was answered. And that that makes me really, really hmm. happy. Uh, again, 610-720-7900 reaches our More Than Money studios. Alyssa at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. What are you gazing at over there, young lady? Um, nothing. Um, I thought I had something for us to share, but I don't. Sorry. Okay. Well, then uh, let's go to another email. Yes. This one says, am I correct that if a client doesn't need his RMD, required minimum distribution, you can journal shares of equivalent value into a taxable investment account. Do they still pay that tax, but they get to keep their holdings intact? Anything else I need to know about the mechanics, appropriateness, etc.? Uh, well, let's start with a false premise. If they don't need the RMD, because the RMD is coming out and will be taxable under these circumstances whether they need it or not so even if you are saying i i may very well end up spending it but i don't want to um, i'm literally picking off off the shelf apple stock i don't want to sell it now i think it's going to do really well for the next three months so i'm going to sell it december 15th but i want to bring it out now okay uh, bringing it out as a journaled item into an investment account, I think works fine. The mechanics, if you're dealing with a qualified custodian, we use Charles Schwab predominantly. 
um, piece of cake easily done. If you're doing with dealing with a do-it-yourself custodian, that might be a very different question. Mm-hmm. And we can't assume that that's going to go smoothly, but I can assure you that with major uh, custodians, um, I mean, we're ha- very, very happy with Charles Schwab, but there's, gosh, Vanguard and Fidelity. There's a ton of folks who do these things really well, um, getting it from one point to the other. And let's just say it's $10,000 of stock. It ends up into the outside account. And uh, you pay tax on the 10000 bucks from somewhere, um, likely outside mm-hmm. of the IRA. I'm not sure that it accomplishes much. I'm not sure that it accomplishes a great deal more than um, take the ten grand out, put it in an sell the stock inside the IRA, take the ten grand out, transfer it to the um, individual account or joint account, and buy the stock new. Yeah, I don't know that it accomplishes much uh, from a tax standpoint. I'm I'm guessing we should touch base with Diane because I don't think that cost basis in an IRA carries over. If it's the assets journaled out, I think uh, it starts the cost basis anew. Okay. So I don't think that we gain any major advantages beyond what would be the quote unquote norm of we sell the stock, we move the cash, and then we do something with the cash. And in this case, it would be rebuy the stock. So the concept just being if you need to take an RMD but don't need to spend the money, you can reinvest it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, no. It's basically the, the, it's a, the same. Fantastic. Approach, right? I'm, I'm so glad that you rephrased that because that is absolutely the case. And it puzzles a fair number of folks, especially the ones that are new to RMDs. They go, is it okay? What we have to take, I know we have to take it out. Can we put it back in something? Because we don't really want to spend it. And the answer is yes. But But there's a lot of folks out there that find that to be, a puzzler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. That was great. That, that worked out really well. Cool. Um, before we go to the next uh, question, uh, I have a, uh, a set of, it, it, Chad, it's a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Our good friend Chad Ruprecht loves spreadsheets. Um, it's, it's a number of investment indices. Some people say indexes. I'm okay either way. Um, not not really sure that the grammar part of it's my key issue. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. Okay, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, we, as many of you know, for the folks who are clients of More Than Money, uh, we provide them with um, reviews of their accounts every 90 days. Some folks come into the office and we get to have to be more, a great deal of fun and we do some business or sometimes it's uh, a f- by phone, sometimes it's Zoom, but um, we are uh, very um, pleased to provide that kind of update. And in, gosh, three out of four, five out of six, seven out of eight reviews, meaning quarterly reviews, um, the numbers are positive. Everybody smiles. You talk about grandkids and you go home. And the last few that I've done, 
my quarterly reports have been either modestly positive, plus one, plus one and a half, or negligibly negative, minus a quarter, uh, minus four-tenths of a percent. And some folks who don't spend their lives tracking this stuff, which I hope is you, is, <laughs> for gosh sakes, that's what we do. We shouldn't all be annoyed. Um, they have uh, maybe found surprising that the markets have had a pullback and people go, geez, sometime in the future, the market might pull back. How about sometime in the recent past, like September? Uh, the S&P 500 in September went down 4.8%. That's substantial. Um, the litmus test, apparently, of a recession, minus 10. It's almost half of her. If October is a duplicate, we're in a full-blown recession. Uh, minus 4.8. The Dow Jones, minus 4.3. NASDAQ, minus 5.3. Yada, yada, yada. There's a whole list of them, and they are all negatives. So if your most recent account statements, you won't, let's see, today is the 9th. So you likely have gotten your September statements. If you look at them and go, oops, don't be surprised. Yeah. And don't be shocked and don't be. And if you're, if you're investing for the right reasons with the right strategy and getting good advice, a minor blip should not. Uh, cause you any major concern. If on the other hand, you're investing kind of by the seat of your pants, maybe uh, with some stuff that was sold to you by a salesman that you were never quite clear what the heck that was in the first place, then yeah, maybe that's a real problem. And, and maybe that's uh, something that you should address perhaps by getting uh, better advice. When you get an account that's disappointing, it goes down, you go, Geez, obviously I, I need to pay more attention, perhaps a different strategy. What if your account goes up too much? That's a discussion very few people have. And in our office, you've heard us earlier talk about Mark Basak, our social security expert. We also have Mark Belsack. <laughs> Mark has been a financial advisor for almost 30 years. He's been with us about 10 years and he is very insightful about some of the subtleties of investment. Very, very insightful. Fascinating to listen to. And when he evaluates a prospective client's portfolio, one of the things he's looking for is if their rate of returns have been too high. Because if someone says to him, I'm a conservative investor, and last year I made 28% return. You, you, you might as well say that I'm interested in um, my highest priority is gas mileage. And, and so I bought a Corvette. <laughs> that would not be your highest priority. Although you could do a lot worse, like a Ford F-150. Uh, I'll, I'll use that. I, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. Perfect. Get 22. Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, uh, well, and, and, and I got a Ford F-150. I got the eight-cylinder, and then I jacked it up, and I put, sure, put <laughs> tires on it three times the size it's supposed to be. But my number one priority is gas mileage. No, it's not. And, and if you're doing all that stuff, if that's your number one priority, you're actually in, 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 a, in a 
and th- this isn't what I mean to say. It's the only word I got. In a very unconscious way, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. You're going to create you, you potentially tremendous problems. Right. If you were up 28% last year and the market went down 4.8 in September, my guess is you went down 8 or 9%, maybe double that, because you were overly aggressive. 610-720-7900. Let's go back to the phones. We talked to Dan. Dan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Uh, yeah, my daughter is uh, going to be 16 soon. She's been working since she's 14 at a like, local ice cream shop and going away from me. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Dan, are you still with us? Oh, we lost him. Um, now, maybe he'll call back, but I got enough. Yeah. She's 16. She's been working since she's 14. This sounds remarkably like somebody else's background that I know quite well. <laughs> that's right. It sounds like me when I was 16. I started working when I was 14, and I started investing my money thanks to my dad. So what was the discussion with your dad? That I'd be fascinated to hear this. That that took you at age 14, 15, 16 and said, I worked really hard for this money. I want fill in the blanks. I want a car. I want clothes. I want something. And and he said something to you that ended up with you going, what I want is to invest some money. He, I, I don't think we had the conversation starting with, I want to buy stuff. Um, it was like, hey, you know what? If my dad said, you know what, if you start putting this away now, uh, you're going to it's going to turn into a lot more money. And, um, you know, he he was always an advocate of you know saving and not spending. So um, I trusted him. And, uh, you know, I, I don't remember the exact words he used, but I remember very I can picture in my mind sitting um, across the desk from his financial advisor. Uh, he took me to meet with him. And I remember sitting in the office there. I can picture it. And uh, we opened a Roth IRA. So so there's there's two things that I was going to say jump off the page at me. You're talking, so it's not a page. I get that. <laughs> um, number one, your dad's a really cool guy. Sure is. I mean, <laughs> to this day, of course. But But the idea that he would be... So proactive uh, with his daughter to make her aware of the possibilities. The fact that you that you followed them all these years is fantastic. That's on you. But for him to start the ball rolling, let's give props to Pop. Yeah. <laughs> and that his advisor was willing to meet with you. Yeah. So, does that influence how you might approach? Dan and his daughter? Oh, sure. Um, if, if you find somebody that you can trust um, and you and you want to make, you know, influence your daughter in a very positive way, um, making that connection um, now is a beautiful thing. I mean, I recently helped a 17-year-old whose grandparents brought her to me and said she's been working hard and she's interested in starting to save for her future. We did the exact same thing. So, um, I would say to Dan and his daughter, you know, I know from experience that it's a very valuable thing to do. 
and I'm really grateful that I did it. So I would um, encourage you to do the same, and I would also be happy to help you. So <clears throat> on a different vein, what would you say to a financial advisor, a colleague, who says, Alyssa, that's very sweet, but you can't make any money doing that. <laughs> what would you say? Um, I, I don't really care. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where, first of all, you know, this is the beginning of a very long relationship. So, yeah, might not make any money right now helping a teenager invest a thousand bucks a year or whatever it sure. might be. But it's just the beginning. There's a lot of time a lot of growth to happen. So mm. in the future, you get paid maybe. Um, maybe. But what's more important is helping somebody, you know, get off to a good start. Uh, it's it's fun. It's rewarding. Um, is the word you know. karma in there anywhere? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you reap what you sow. You're planting seeds. Yeah. Um, again, to that same colleague, how do you describe the feeling when I won't use names because grandfather is a good friend and a client and we preserve their privacy and mm -hmm. I won't use her name, although I would love to, we could give her a little bit of boost because she's doing such a great job and everybody's impressed with her. How did you feel walking out of that meeting? Oh, it was awesome. I was so happy. I was happy for them, for, especially for her. It was exciting. Um, I enjoy those meetings when I can be like educational and that's obviously, you know, our first sit down together was very educational and just kind of explain the basics. And um, I could see that she was excited and proud of herself. And that was awesome. We have um, the word philosophy throws a lot of people off. <clears throat> Sounds so dry. So, well, Plato and Socrates from thousands of years ago, and you're fall asleep. <clears throat> philosophy is nothing more than a system of your values. And in our more than money world headquarters, appropriately enough in the Holy lands, um, we have consistently been rewarded far beyond our worthiness simply because we're willing to do those kinds of things, whether it be somebody who's 16, 17, 24, 25, yep. just getting started, <clears throat> first real job maybe, excuse me, um, late 20s, hey, should I go back and spend 100 grand on a master's in nutrition? <laughs> oh, I wish they had called us. <laughs> Uh, bottom line is that for lots of clients, folks that we care about, uh, the revenue stream is, if not zero, close to zero. Yeah. And yet it not only hasn't hurt us, it, it, and, and forget karma for a second where whether that young lady comes back over time and becomes a client or a substantial client or someone else does just walks in off the street that we never expected and bang, there it is. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's huge. Um, the rewards to us, the rewards to you, you walk out of a meeting going, that was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. That, that makes kind of it worthwhile going to the office on occasion. Totally. 
Totally. Um, for Dan, I know we, we lost you, but I don't know if you can still hear us, hopefully. A couple of notes about the mechanics of this. Um, your daughter not being 21 yet, which would be the age of majority in Pennsylvania for having sole ownership of an of account like this. This would be a custodial Roth IRA. So you or any other adult um, could be the custodian for your daughter. And she would be able to contribute up to either $6,000 a year or how much she earns, whichever is lower. Mm -hmm. So if she's only earning $2,500 a year, that would be her maximum contribution to the Roth IRA. Um, And we're saying Roth because we recommend it for long-term investing because all of that growth is then tax-sheltered and then comes out tax-free when she taps into it for retirement. So those are just a couple of things um, to keep in mind about opening an account like that for a young person. It's very easy. Easy. Yeah, and it's a great thing to do. Uh, And the world has changed a lot. Um, A thousand years ago when I became a financial advisor, if the young lady wanted to start and buy some Apple stock or some Tesla stock or something, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, Pfizer, whatever in her mind um, might be uh, a long-term investment, the commissions would have eaten the account to nothing. And now in the Charles Schwab world and many other uh, uh, what platforms, no commissions. She can buy and sell, learn a tremendous amount, really get her feet wet, hopefully side by side with dad, with an advisor that's willing to spend that time. What a great opportunity without some big company just draining her dry. My, my nephew played the stock market game in elementary school and loved it. Mm. I think he won or his team won, and he was really into it for a while. So a couple of years ago, as his Christmas gift, I opened a custodial investment account for him. And now every holiday, instead of buying him some toy or something, I put money in his account, and he uses it to buy stocks. And he buys and sells things, and we both have access to the account, so I can look at it too and, and help him. And um, first of all, it makes my gift giving way easier because I don't need to think, what am I going to get him for mm. his birthday? It's easy, um, but it's a great learning opportunity for him, and also something that will, you know, be worth something still in his future rather than a toy that he just throws out. So. If nothing less, the 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 memory of teaming with you. And learning so much along the way. What a great foundation. It's fun. Voice of an angel, which if I understand correctly, when I'm not here, <laughs> gets kicked to the curb. J-Lo I, is our angel when you're not J-Lo? here. J-Lo? <laughs> no Dua Lipa? Maybe, maybe on the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> something to look forward to. Speaking of something to f- look forward to, 610-720-7900. Call us. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Email us, morethanmoneyonline.com. Go online and listen to us and head your car up to Palmerton. Go to Hager Furniture. Tell Bobby Gunter Walsh, Gene says, hey. We've got 27 and a half minutes left when we come back from our break. Lots of time to answer your questions right here on More Than Money.
come back to more than money. I hope you do head up to uh, Hager Furniture. I have been there many, many times. Jeff and his entire family, four generations, wonderful people. Um, again, it's it's the way it's the way it used to be. It's the way it used to be in towns all across America, and I guess in many towns it still is, but harder and harder to find. Just a small town a furniture store offering great quality at great values and then twice a year they do the stupid the most interesting thing they let gunther run <laughs> the store and uh, when you go up there they uh, they give you the best price that they can and then you go over to gunther and he takes more money off and if you've been in our more than money world headquarters you have seen especially if you come right in the door you turn to the right there are two very large gorgeous natural cherry bookcases that have a very small fraction of Gene's books. Gene's been collecting a long time. Gene reads a lot and there's a very small fraction, but they're so beautiful. And they were special ordered, but I went up on a Gunther Runs the Store day, said to Jeff, hey, I know you don't have it, but maybe in the future. And he went, got it. Still got the discount. Still got Gunther's discount nice. on a special order. Fantastic. Um. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred twenty two and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Alyssa at askmtm.com. She's gotten a number of emails that are more procedural than they are on air kind of stuff. We'll take care of that off air. We've talked. Um, I hope Dan got to hear us. I hope so, too. Even though we couldn't hear him. And if, uh, Dan, you want to have an opportunity for you and your daughter to uh, sit logically with Alyssa that would make sense um, just give us a call at the office 610-746-7007 or easily send Alyssa an email Alyssa at askmtm.com and she'll be able to guide you and uh, and get your daughter on the on the right track I'd be happy to and uh, gosh talk about parallel universe <laughs> paying it forward that's right paying it forward yep. now you mentioned the Roth IRA for this young lady a very, very um, potentially, because it depends on the individual, of course, but potentially exciting opportunity for a young woman to start putting a few dollars away that 50 years from now she can pull out tax-free. So the compounding is just crazy. Yeah. So how would you react if you were reading... Uh, what purports to be um, inside information from the world's best experts. And it was this. The article says, ignore advice about moving traditional IRAs into Roths, says research economist Anki Shen. A-N-Q-I is the first name, Shen, C-H-E-N. Some advisors urge clients to move money from tax-deferred traditional IRAs into Roth accounts because there is some rumor <clears throat> that there will be increases in the tax rates in the future. This is not a sound reason to switch plans. If the tax code changes, the impact is likely to be small except for the mega rich. Uh, best, contribute to either plan as much as you can and as early and as often as you can. Exactly. I'm I'm giving Gene a puzzled look. It, it is <laughs> because 
Mm. Even if the tax rates don't go up a lot, it's better to pay tax on a smaller amount of money than on a larger amount of money. So if you pay the tax on it now before it compounds and grows, you're spending less money in taxes. I, I could not have said it any better. And it's a simple concept. Yeah. Uh, and when I read that, I thought, what is this? It's kind of like um, there's advertisements or there used to be on the air on our station from bankonyourself.com and this um, financial advisor. Yeah, right. Uh, make sure you never use a 401k or an IRA. Only use life insurance. And even life insurance experts say never look at life insurance as an investment. So crazy talk. But then I noted she is the director of savings research for the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College in Massachusetts, a exceptionally liberal institute. And the idea of rumored changes, there's, there's going to be changes. This is not rumor. She is in our world. Uh, practicing malpractice, giving her personal opinions in the place of actual valuable advice. 610-720. The phones are blowing up. 79. <laughs> the phones are blowing. We'll go to line number one, and we talk to Chris. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How may we serve you? I have two young children, ages three and one, and I'm wondering if there is a mechanism for me to open something such as a Roth IRA and have a little bit of money from each paycheck go into that, that they could both then access when they retire. And how old are they again? Three and one. And would I be correct in assuming that neither of them has any actual earned income? They don't have a job or dad's not paying them for being models in their, in, in the company advertising? You are correct. No, no income, no jobs. Yeah. Then the answer is sadly no. Uh, in order okay. to open a Roth IRA, you would need um, the individual, in this case, the child would need taxable income earned income and and it doesn't have to be a job per se it could be working around the house and earning cash from mom and dad for chores that would still count but it would have to be reported on a tax return even though it's not mm -hmm. going to be taxable um, but at whatever age that they are able to generate an earned income then the plan is perfect it's perfect adding money into uh, a Roth IRA as early in your children's investment careers as you can is a wonderful idea. Okay. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. 610. You, uh, you too. God bless. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Pete. Pete, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Gene. How are you this morning? Very well, sir. Uh, you, a little bit, uh, a little while ago, you spoke about someone had sent an email in about uh, not needing an RMD and wanting to just basically journal entry the RMD into a tax account. Yeah. My question is, what if it is not an RMD and I wanted to recharacterize some of my uh, IRA into a Roth IRA? Can that be done with a journal entry also? Or yeah. does that have to be something that's liquidated and then uh, moved over into the Roth? 
No, I, I believe it can be done with a journal entry. Again, I and, and Alyssa and I had this conversation. I'm not sure we came to a firm conclusion. I don't know if it gains you an advantage. I don't know if, for example, the cost basis would carry over. If you're going to a Roth, cost basis doesn't matter anyway. Um, I, I don't know if you gain an advantage over simply selling the stock in the current IRA and then rebuying it the, the very next moment that arrives in the Roth. But can you do it? Sure. Um, it ends up being, you're right, it's a recharacterization, beautifully done. But conversion is the term most often used, uh, and it becomes a taxable event. You take care of that with cash flow, hopefully not. Uh, IRA related in any way, uh, kind of outside Correct. outside funds, and and you're you're in good shape. Excellent, thank you for the advice. Oh my, enjoy pleasure. listening to your show. Uh, thanks, Pete. God bless. Yep. yep. Thanks. Bye. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm dot com. More than money online dot com. Excellent. Very very good. Thank you. Um. Please. We have another email that's related to distributions from IRA, so Ooh. it's a good segue. Jump on it. It says, good morning, Gene. I know that after age 72, I can send distributions from my IRA to a charity and avoid taxation to me and to the charity. Is this also true prior to age 72? While I am in my 60s, can I fund my favorite charities through my IRA and avoid paying tax on that money? Thank you. I love your show. Signed, a loyal listener. Ah, interesting, interesting. And the answer is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, what we're referring to for those folks who are going, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Uh, the technical term for sending money directly from an IRA that normally would be your required minimum distribution over to a charity is? Qualified Charitable Distribution. Perfect. QCD. QCD. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, Qualified Charitable Distribution. Uh, talk to people about mechanically. How does that work? Uh, mechanically, you tell your custodian, I want to send this dollar amount, whether mm -hmm. it's your required distribution or more whatever, right. uh, or less, um, directly to the charity of your choice. And when that distribution is made payable to that charity, it meets your requirement and it's a tax-free distribution as long as the charity qualifies for, mm. for it. Yeah, yeah. well said. Uh, and, and your qualification that it can be less than your RMD, very important. Because let's say your RMD is $12,000 and you'd like to send $1,000 to your church. You can do that. It does not have to be your RMD amount. Can it be more? The answer is yes. And uh, I'm going by memory. I think the limit is 125000 a year. And I don't think my cheat sheet tells me that. So I'm looking. I'll look it up. If it's oh, that'd be great. Um so, yeah, we want to know what the maximum amount is for a QCD in any given year. Now, what makes this interesting is that this young lady is right. 72 is now the um, first age at which you have RMDs, required minimum distributions, not 70 and a half the way it used to be. 
but they didn't change the rules for QCDs. So you can send um, some part of your uh, IRA at age 70 via a QCD to a charity, a church, multiple charities, multiple churches. Uh, and the real big advantage is that it's on top of your standard deduction. So the standard deduction being so generous now over for a married couple over $24,000 a year, many people find that they don't have enough uh, deductions to, to uh, justify filing itemized deductions on a Schedule A. So they end up just taking the standard deduction. So any charitable deductions they make um, are, in, in essence, included in that $24,000. There's no added advantage. A QCD is on top of your standard deduction. So if you have a $12,000 RMD or because you can do it earlier at age 70, you want to send $12,000 to your church, you're laughing at my nightmare or a children's home of Easton folds of honor, those kinds of charities. You can absolutely do that. You still get your $24,000 standard deduction and the money you have sent the QCD is untaxed to you untaxed to the charity it's as if it never happened hmm. it's a pretty cool thing mm -hmm. now she goes on to ask about doing it in her 60s <clears throat> you can certainly do it but it doesn't have the same tax impact because if you are not um, itemizing your deductions and you're 67 years old and you send $10,000 directly from your IRA to a charity, you don't get any tax deduction. So um, the charity benefits, right? you benefit of a fashion in that you're reducing your IRA and psychically and spiritually you're doing it. You're getting all this great stuff, but it's it, it the IRS would consider that that was part of your standard deduction. So you get no great advantage, which means that the money comes out and you have to pay tax mm -hmm. and then you make your contribution. So number one, where does the money come from to pay the tax? That could be a problem. And number two, because you're not getting a tax deduction, it could be a real problem. It may be potentially for Medicare premiums, likely not, but potentially, mm -hmm. Uh, and, and certainly from the standpoint of, hey, at least I don't have to pay tax, the answer is eh, if you're doing it before age 70, you probably will. Yeah. You probably will. Yeah. Um, the answer to your question about the maximum was $100,000 per person. Per year. Per year. Very good. Um, and most folks hear that and go, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I've worked my, I wish I could give. I, that I wish I could give that much money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are certain sets of circumstances uh, where that becomes um, not only useful um, but likely a huge advantage. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, somebody is seventy years old. They have saved diligently their entire lives. They have a substantial. I'll pick a number: a million dollars in an IRA. Their RMD the first year is going to be in the forty to fifty thousand dollar range, not a small number. No. 
goodness. Mm-hmm. And about the time that they reach that age, uh, they have an inheritance. Perhaps a parent has passed away, a parent that lived into their 90s. And part of that inheritance is an, an inherited IRA. Here's, here's, I will not put you on the spot. That would be unfair. <laughs> is it legal to do a QCD from an inherited IRA? And the answer is no. Oh. So you must take money out of the inherited IRA. Let's just paint the scenario just for demonstration purposes that the inherited IRA is big. It's a quarter of a million bucks. Could you send your QCD from your IRA, 50 grand, and replace it with a withdrawal from the inherited IRA? You have to take the money out within 10 years anyway of 50 grand. If you're still working. Uh, you could do it whether you're working or not. If you're working, you could certainly take a big chunk out of that and maybe contribute it to an IRA, a 401k, and get some tax deduction. But if, if you're 70 plus, you got to take it out. If you need the money for cash flow, because you're saying, I would love to give 100 grand, but I got I, I've got a lot, I got 30 years to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not in a position to do that. If you have this scenario where you have another stream of income coming in, either temporarily or long term, mm-hmm. it may be a two-step process. Okay. But you can still get there. Pretty cool stuff. Tricky. Tricky indeed. Yeah. Well, um, uh, using the IRS rules appropriately to benefit yourself is an American taxpayer's right. It's strategic. Um, using yeah. strategy, playing the game by the rules, that if the rules end up benefiting you, fantastic. There have been reports in recent months from a ultra-progressive, ultra-liberal, ultra-criminal organization who have hacked into the tax returns of incredibly wealthy people, and they're publishing them. They're just putting them out there for everybody to take a peek at. And one of the controversies came in that a Silicon Valley investor, I don't remember his name. I don't, when I, I do remember seeing his name and going, never heard of the guy. So it's, it's not like Buffett. It's not yeah. Bill Gates. It's somebody yeah. that apparently in Silicon Valley is very famous. Okay. Uh, ended up using his Roth IRA to buy up shares of companies in Silicon Valley that were just starting. They weren't even publicly traded. They were, they were startups. Okay. So this guy says, I got this idea. Hey, you want to invest five or 10,000 bucks? I'll give you 1% of the company. His Roth IRA now is worth $5 billion because some of the startups turned into Google and mm-hmm. they turned into Facebook and they turned into other criminal or other, you know, technical <clears throat> Facebook. <laughs> What a mess. What a mess. Uh, but bottom line is understanding the rules, playing by the rules, if it ends up creating an advantage for you, that's the whole idea. That's fantastic. If it ends up not creating an advantage for somebody else because they didn't pay attention or they didn't know the rules or kind of like our emailer earlier in the show of, I didn't care how much it cost. I wanted my master's and I didn't even read what I was signing. Seriously? Well, then I think we've maybe stumbled into the source of this problem. 
Yikes. Yikes. That's, by the way, that's, that's a tech. How do you spell that? That's, that's, <laughs> I'm not even sure how to say it twice. Yikes. It is a technical term of, you got to be kidding me. You have got It's to an be acronym. Kidding. It's, it's got to be yikes. You got to be You guys. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I want to talk just briefly about the debt ceiling. Uh, this past week, there were... Um, uh, reports apparently accurate that uh, there was some cooperation on the part of both parties to extend the debt ceiling um, another half a trillion dollars. Uh, and that's going to fund the government through December. Y- you can't make I, this I stuff can't, it's up. It's like no. unfathomable. Oh, you can't. You can't. Yeah. No, you, you, the, and uh, nobody with a legitimate brain can get their heads around this mm. stuff. Even Joe Biden this week apparently was uh, uh, as quoted that. Uh, Somebody said, well, you're, you're raising taxes. We're only raising taxes on trillionaires and billionaires, not other people. Trillionaires. Uh, the richest man in, in, in the world, I think, is worth $190 billion, which is still a ton of money. He's like, but isn't that a trillion? Isn't that a trillion? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're only raising taxes on trillionaires. There aren't any, Joe. <laughs> there are no trillionaires. Oh, my word. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Um, if I understand right, in the infrastructure bill, there's a $200 million item for a park in Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood in San Francisco. Oh, the Presidio. $200 million. I expect free what, what can you even expect free lattes for life yeah, what does that park have oh, i don't even oh, know i don't get it vibrating rocks you sit on the rock <laughs> oh that feels so good i it, you, you can't make this stuff up um now oh. uh a week or two ago maybe three we had a real blip on the stock market the dow went down 900 points on a monday on the fear that the government would go into a partial shutdown and partial is really important to understand because the fear mongers will tell you, well, Social Security people will not get their checks. Yes, they will. Military won't be paid. Yes, they will. It, it's a partial shutdown. Um, but it was announced this morning that uh, Mitch McConnell says we're not going to support any extensions in December. So I'm fascinated to see how the market reacts on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the debt ceiling could be the opportunity to put a break, at least, on how these folks are spending uh, our money. Mm-hmm. Our money. Uh, you will give uh, your daughter big hugs for us? Of course. And you happy can give birthday. her one tomorrow. Is she going to be there? Yes. All right. So uh, in church, if you want to give Juliana a hug yourself. We'll be at Holy Cross uh, up in Morristown tomorrow morning. Uh, the service starts at 930. And uh, Diane will be there. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be giving hugs. So that, we'll, we'll take care of that ourselves. All right. And uh, we hope we can actually play a football game this afternoon. Yeah, there you go. Nazareth, good luck to uh, all the participants. We want everybody to be safe, have a great game, be healthy, and uh, and. Uh, for the idiots that caused the rest of the world so much trouble. Hopefully somebody's knocking on your door right now. That would be lovely. Yeah, it would. If you have any questions about anything you heard on today's show, just reach out to us. 
you can uh, send Alyssa an email, Alyssa at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can go old school. You can call 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. Uh, leave a message over the weekend. We'll get back to you Monday morning or call uh, Normal Business Hours. Talk to one of the wonderful folks over there on their wonderful, just terrific team. Uh, and they'll be happy to help you. Folks, thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. We'll see you next time on More Than Money.